As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the new History Today mini podcast series, In Conversation, available for download and online at historytoday.com. Joining us today is the historian and author Greg Jenner to talk about the publication of his new book, A Million Years in a Day. Greg, can you tell me your favourite fact about the book? I think, I mean, there, it's full of facts. There's loads and loads of facts in it. So it's, it's the one people seem to like quite a lot, isn't it? Uh, Tutankhamun was buried with 145 pairs of spare underpants, <laughs> which I think just, I don't know, I think it sort of suddenly just gives you a slightly different twist on the, the glory of the pharaoh. You suddenly think, oh, OK, it's quite a lot of pants in the afterlife. But um the thing I think is most interesting about it, certainly for me as a historian, you know, I thought I knew quite a lot about history. And then to find out essentially the standard of sanitation was better in the Bronze Age in Pakistan. And, you know, basically until any time in world history until about the 19th century. Wow. It's, it's kind of baffling. You sort of think, how has that happened? Not even Imperial Rome or, or Greece matched standards of the Harappan civilization in, in Pakistan about 2300 BC. So that really boggles the mind a bit. You think, right, okay, that, that definitely does away with the, the, the myth of, you know, that kind of Whiggish progress, the mm. idea that history marches forward and people get better at things and societies improve. Um, so that really, that was one of the first things I wrote about. And actually that, I think, probably set the, set the tone for what I was trying to do in the book, which is to try and explain that history is full of these weird bumps in the ground where societies sometimes go backwards, sometimes they go forwards, sometimes they take a sidestep. And that every generation, every society, every um, community in history has had to deal with the same problems, the same basic problems of daily life, which are sleeping and eating and drinking and going to the toilet and hanging out with your mates and going down the pub and, and feeding your pets. You know, these things we've done for thousands and thousands of years. But every society has come at that question from a different standpoint, depending on religion or culture or technology of the time. And it just means that Weirdly, there isn't this linear progression of things getting better. Actually, some societies, in our viewpoint, kind of went backwards. Um, so that was that was definitely the thing that surprised me most. So you're really exposing things that we would have no knowledge of in other points of history, things that would really surprise us. I think so. I think what I was trying to do really... I mean, the book is meant to be a very jolly, unintimidating jaunt, really. It's meant to be for everyone, it's meant to appeal to teenagers and grannies alike. But there's still in there my attempts, I think, to try and, and deal with quite a lot of technical or very interesting 
information and trivia about specificity. And, and I definitely think there are things that I hadn't come across before that really surprised me. And certainly things about the Stone Age, you know, the history of dentistry goes back 9,000 years. So has that been one of the bonuses of writing the book, of managing to find these continuing patterns in human behaviour throughout history? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I began really working on horrible histories in 2008. And very early on, I was trawling through all these hundreds and hundreds of books looking for sort of weird and wacky, crazy stories. It's fascinating, I think, that sometimes societies would look at what gone before them had you know had just they they inherited this is what we do we inherit our ancestors lives they hand them on to us and we say yeah we'll keep that or we'll change that and it's a very simple process for us we either reject tradition or we embrace it Mm. and what's quite enjoyable as a historian is when you get to see this working on an enormous canvas going back to the stone age what i've done in this book is try to find a, sort of these patterns and look for these sorts of uh, internal conversations that were going on in the past, dealing with these questions of the very mundane, the banal, which I've always found the most fascinating. You know, I think historians often study the extraordinary because sometimes that's, what's, that's what gets written down. Sometimes the, the extraordinary events, the coronations, the wars, the, the plagues, these things get recorded. But I suppose what I find most interesting is the, the everyday. I... Cause, that's what relevant to every single person who's ever lived. And there have been 107 billion humans, and most of those never saw a coronation or maybe didn't see a plague, but they all had to put on their underpants in the morning. <laughs> so I think that's more my, that's my thing, is, is you know, the history of what makes us all uniquely human, but also not remotely unique. So on that note, <laughs> yeah. I think we will end it there. And your book, A Million Years in a Day, is out now. now. Yeah. At all good bookshops and online? All good bookshops and some of the evil ones as well. <laughs> and are you doing any events at the moment? Uh, doing, I think, a book talk in Cambridge at Heffers um, on mm, February 25th, I think. Um, and I'll be talking, I think, over the summer. I'll be, I'll be York Festival Ideas and also the Chalk Valley History Festival, which One. is always fun. All right, that's brilliant. Greg, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank and you. And best of luck. Thank you.